Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello, as always, and thank you for joining us. We've got a very special show for you today. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, but thank you for finding us, however you did. Tell your friends. We're on all the streaming services. You can pick us up on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other places. So, again, thank you for joining us. And, Marsha, we've got a very special show today. Hey, well, it's our pre-pre-Halloween show. Yes, so yes, it's pre-pre. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be spending uh, time uh, talking, long time talking to a uh, dear friend of ours, uh, Cassandra, uh, Cassandra uh, Peterson, who Peterson. is also known as Elvira. Uh, and she's going to talk about her new book, Memoirs Mistress of the, Mistress of of the, the Dark. Dark. Mistress right. of the Dark, yes. That's <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's going to be fun. We'll have her on in just a few minutes to talk about all kinds. Crazy book. Crazy. I've read the first four chapters. I got it last night, and uh, it's a very it's, interesting we'll, story. We'll talk about it when, when she's here now. So That's a let's, good idea, Marsha. Good idea, yeah. Let's talk uh, now about William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. You know, he uh, he survived the thing. Uh, you know, you say acting, who knows? He was very emotional as he got off the ship, you know, a bit of like a Shakespearean play as he came down uh-huh. off the ship. <laughs> Have you ever listened to any of his spoken music recordings? Oh, yeah. He's very dramatic. So, <laughs> he takes uh, himself but, very seriously. But uh, It was fun, know. though. I mean, I, it was pretty cool, I have to say. 90 years, I, I got to give him credit, regardless of what you may or may not yeah. like about William Shatner. 90 years old, going up into space. That's pretty yeah. impressive. And I've, I've always supported his charity. He has a charity, and once a year they have an event, and Kurt and I have always gone. So, yeah, we know... Bill and he's a good guy, but and but the interesting thing I found out, which I thought was kind of cool, did you know that NASA, as of 2010, was testing to see if old geezers could go into space? Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, in the old days, you remember we saw the pictures of the spinning centrifuge, yeah, where sure. they'd sit someone down in the end and they'd simulate G forces. Yeah. So in 2010. They took old people and strapped them into the capsule. And this was attached to a massive arm that can swing the capsule around the circle. The faster it spins, the higher the G-forces pressed into the passenger would grow. Okay, so if you've never done anything, like think of a carnival ride, like when it goes faster and faster in circles. So when the centrifuge is stopped, though, that's the ticket. Passengers inside could be said to experience 1G, or normal gravity at Earth. But at 2G, when they feel weight twice their body weight, and at 5G, a 200-pound person feels like they weigh 1,000 pounds. Now, I'm just saying that's probably not real pleasant. (laughs) It doesn't seem like it. One of the uh, other people who went up with Shatner said he tried to smile when they hit the edge of the atmosphere. Because he said it literally felt like falling, like a rock falling into water, just kind of stopped. And he said he couldn't; his jaw was locked closed. So that that was interesting. But now they have actually proven it by sending someone up. And the other requirement they needed, and it is a timed test, is you have to climb seven flights of stairs in a minute and a half. Okay, start practicing now. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I could do that. I don't want to do any of the other stuff attached to it. I remember you, Marsha, you probably remember, uh, there used to be in Los Angeles, in Santa Monica, a place called Pacific Ocean Park, which was one of the first, you know, uh, kind of downgraded Disneyland. And they had a ride there, if you remember, called the Centrifuge, which I never went on and I refused to go on it. And you stood on the side. It was a circular, just as you were talking about, it was a circular thing that started spinning Faster and faster and faster, and it kept you attached to the side of the wall. As yeah, and spun. then the bottom dropped out. <laughs> Correct. And then you threw yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, I was never one that liked those kind of rides, so I never went on it. But I understand a lot of people went on those, so I guess it's, you know, sort of the same thing. Well, I'll tell you something interesting. I was asked by the Air Force to go out on one of the ships where they launch the planes and go out there and cover it on social media and honestly, the physical requirements, I said, nah, no, thanks, I'm good. I mean, I could have done it, but in an emergency, I didn't want to. I uh, I didn't want to run up ten flights of steep stairs made of steel right. from the bottom of an aircraft carrier to the top. I because <laughs> that they would hold drills when you're on there. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't want to embarrass myself. You know, I could do it, but I really didn't want to run up 10 flights of stairs. So <laughs> Now was that when you were traveling with Bob Hope when he was doing all his uh No, shows? no, this this was oh. actually quite re just before the COVID, yeah. Uh, oh, um, okay. So now I kind of as as much how exciting as it would have been and how much I love the planes. That's a lot. That's a lot to yeah. ask. Yeah, don't think I want to do that either. Uh but again, congratulations to Shatner. It, uh, it took a yep. lot of nerve at that age to go up on that thing he survived you know he made it yeah he made it uh you know uh so uh yay to him uh so what does pokemon go have to do with halloween well who knew did you know well i don't play pokemon go i mean i haven't taken it off i tried it yeah i tried my my mailman plays it intermittently or excuse me letter carrier and as he goes from house to house, he says, oh, they're always around your house. I, I guess that's because we have Wi-Fi running all the time. Okay. But <laughs> Pokemon Go is celebrating with an annual Halloween event. Okay. It's The Holly, Halloween celebration begins on October 15th with Niantic adding certain perks as we get closer to Halloween. So they're breaking their Halloween event into two parts. Um, in the beginning, the game will feature the same bonuses and costume Pokemon. However, the wild encounters are going to change from the first half of the event to the next. Per Kotaku, players can expect to encounter uh, the following Pokemon more frequently in the wild from October 15th to 22nd. Drowsy, Ghastly, Gothelia, Halloween Mischief Pillow. Piplup, Halloween eh. Mischief Pik Pikachu, Mistrevious, and a whole bunch of others as we get closer to the hol holiday. And then on October 22nd, they will have more and more and more and more of the Pokemon friends joining in. And it's supposed to be really good. There's going to be uh, three all-star raids. Those of you who play Pokemon know what I'm talking about. There's going to be like wild encounters. Um, and every Pokemon event features a special five-star mega raid Pokemon 
And in 2021, just like with Wild Encounters, raid Pokemon will vary depending on what part of the event is currently unfolding. So, you know, it looks fun. I might do this in addition to bringing players to to the game, which I'm probably going to load it up. They're going to have other new features. Uh, What Lies Beyond the Mask, um, special research initiative on emphasis on ghost types, which is kind of cool. Uh, there'll be a limited time Halloween Cup research, which offers players the opportunity to catch all kinds of Pokemon after battling other trainers. So just all kinds. Catch candy will be doubled for the entirety of the Halloween event. So players who catch, hatch, and transfer po- Pokemon will gain double the benefits. So it looks like it's going to be fun, and I think I will download my Pokemon Go again because, hey, it sounds really cool. Yeah, so are you going to, uh, for your Halloween costume, are you going to go as Pokemon, or are you going to go as uh, Elvira again? Well, you know, Elvira was my stock costume, but I did, when I was cleaning out my office, find my Jessica Rabbit costume. Oh. And Jessica Rabbit's pretty much as un-PC as Elvira, so I may be pulling that one out. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are pretty cool. Um, so we've been working with Acer for years. They've been a sponsor of the show. I've worked with them for oh, pr- almost 20 years, probably. And uh, they apparently have just, well, not just, because they've had these before, but they have an antimicrobial laptop, which is very interesting, that apparently kills germs. It's called their uh, antimicrobial 360 design. Uh, and apparently it has a material that is resistant to bacteria. Which in Well, I spoke to them. Yeah, cool. I spoke to them uh a couple of times last week at the event at which I went to virtually, of course, virtually. and they've got silver ions embedded in everything in the fingerprint thing, the keyboard, the back. So it's coated with a silver ion agent and supposedly it has the ability to fight bacteria. So they cool. can, they can readily absorb most biomolecules. DNA, membrane protein, enzymes, or intracellular cofactors. In ah. fact, the other people understand, Michael. Oh, yeah, the, all right. the, to, okay. okay. To, to inactivate their functions. And this is a brand new thing that they have come out with. It is compliant with regulations from the EPA and the Biocidal Products Regulation. So it will cut bacteria count to 1,000 after a 99.9% reduction based on International Organization of Standardization. In other words, very fancy stuff, and this means you got germ-resistant PCs. They have tablets, they have two-in-ones, they're very cool, and I will be reviewing one for sure. I'm going to do the tablet because... I don't need any more computers for sure to test. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. I'm thinking about actually talking about computers, upgrading my other laptop today to Windows 11. So we'll see if I do that. I talked last week. It took about 11 hours to upgrade the the first one. This one's a little bit uh, newer and faster, but but we'll see. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Um, Also, uh, how many people do you know that have gotten, probably not that many yet, have gotten the COVID booster shot? I did, so there's that. <laughs> and I and I did as well. Uh, I my I did have a reaction to the booster. I had no reaction to the first two shots. I did have a, a two day reaction where I didn't feel really great. 
Really, I slept all pretty much all day yesterday. I could not stay awake. <laughs> oh, you just got it? I just got it last week. Okay. Or this we just got it this I think Wednesday. Right. And uh sore arm, no big deal, Friday, no, but then the next day I just couldn't I was dead tired. Dead tired. Yeah. Fatigue is and one I, of the and, main things. Yeah. And I guess what was interesting, though, the insider ran a story about the side effects of the booster. And the Moderna has the biggest site reaction for all ages. They even have, uh, I tweeted it out today on October 16th, so you can look at it, hashtag tech radio. Uh, and it'll tell you by your age. You can look up on that story the vaccine manufacturer, your age group. And click a couple things and see what possibly, and fatigue is right up there with the uh, vaccine yeah, side effects. That's very common. Very common. A headache, a little bit. I had a little bit of the chills for a couple of minutes, nothing major or you know significant. They say that people that actually have gotten COVID and then the vaccine seem to be more well protected than those who did not actually contract hopefully COVID. yeah hopefully yeah, hopeful, science hopefully. works <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully, science yeah, hopefully works. so uh, i also got my flu shot uh, this week too so there's a lot of uh, worry about flu season this year so we'll see yeah I, I don't do the flu shot i don't do the flu shot i do a uh, pneumonia shot okay well yeah that you so. only have to do like once i think the well, you have to you do have it to once every it. so many years, so yeah, I'm good like with that. that. Right. Because yeah, in the right. end, what's going to kill you is pneumonia, I, yeah. <laughs> in well, my exactly. humble opinion. So yeah, there exactly. you go. Yeah, so uh, so that was kind of interesting, and um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, let's talk about we're waiting. Uh, we should be getting Cassandra shortly. So uh, let's just briefly talk about Squid Game. Have you watched Squid Game? No, 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 I'm afraid not. No. I have to tell you, it is beyond fascinating. Beyond, I finished it last week. Um, it's Netflix's biggest series ever, had 111 yes. million tune-ins. And it's, you know, there's a lot of violence in it, you know, and I don't want to give too much of it away, but there's a lot of violence in it. And Yeah, I read um, about it, and it just really, uh, all the depression and all the nonsense that I went through, with COVID and all that, now I just we're rewatching The Sopranos. The Sopranos make me happy. <laughs> wow, that's a little scary. Uh, <laughs> well, but, Kurt yeah, had oh. never seen it. Kurt had never seen The Sopranos. Ah, okay. So it's really, and they say it's one of the top TV shows ever. Oh, I'm and sure. And it was. really is. It 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 still is. It holds up incredibly well. Um, but. So tell me, is this real people? Are they actors? What's the story? Oh, no, it's actors. It's actors. It's it's basically, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it. It's actors. Uh, we, it's there's reviews all over the internet, so you're not giving oh, yeah. too much well, away. Well, I don't read reviews because I don't want to know ahead of time, you know, what's going to happen in shows. But it's a, I'd have to say it's more of a study on human nature than it is right. anything else. And it was had a good ending. I like shows that have a good ending. So, uh, and it is crazy. I reported a couple of weeks ago about how they actually had that South Korea was suing Netflix because so many people had watched the Squid Game that it crashed their internet. I don't uh -huh. know how you get a you know I don't know how you get a, a lawsuit like that. But uh, there you go. When so you're was, when you're in Korea, you can do pretty much about anything if you're yeah, in the government. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how well that lawsuit's going to actually go, but uh, you know, we'll see where that is. 
And uh, so that was, yeah, that was really fascinating, I have to say. And, um, and I, I, I recommend it. I, like I say, it's violent. Um, there's, there's a lot of killing in it. Uh, but the story has a really twist ending, which I thought was really good. And, you know, 111 million downloads. So uh, somebody must be enjoying the show. And it was <laughs> really kind of crazy, you know. So, uh, so we'll see where we go with that. And let's see. Uh, and uh, now I want to introduce our very special guest who joins us most Halloweens for the last, oh, I don't know, give or take 20 years It's or so. not Halloween without Cassandra. It really no, is it not. Is, it definitely <laughs> is not. So let me introduce my dear friend, uh, Cassandra Peterson, who is just uh, published her memoirs of the Mist- Mistress of the Dark. And welcome to the show. Hi, you guys. It's good Hi, to be Cassandra. here again. Hi, how are you, Marcia? So good to, to really, the book is amazing. Well, I, I read the stuff about your childhood and how did you have such an amazing memory to remember all of this stuff? I tried to figure, would I have remembered all this stuff? And I don't think I would have. <laughs> you know, once I started writing it, these things came back into my mind. I hadn't really thought about it forever, but it's funny. I can remember the the very uh, distant past. I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. <laughs> yeah, me don't too. Ask me that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't. If you just asked me right now, do you remember when this or that happened? No, I wouldn't. So it, it's it was sort of in the process of getting into it, and then all these memories kind of came flooding back. I it mean, was I amazing. Read- yeah, I read the the uh, first uh, four chapters last night. You, uh, Cassandra Uh-oh. was nice enough to send it to me, and I, you know, and, and I texted you last night and said, "I don't know how you survived childhood and made it through." I mean, <laughs> you had a while. You were fourteen years old when you moved out of your house. Is that right? Yes, I was on the road, go go dancing. <laughs> It was crazy. It's very very similar to Squid Game, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cassandra, Uh, we're we're about the same era. Uh And so I was matching what you were doing with I was doing at the certain times. And I totally would have done that if my mother wouldn't have clobbered me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mother would have clobbered me, but I kept far enough away that that didn't happen. (laughs) But I mean, everything you did, and I think anybody who was into music and the culture of the era. I'm not saying which era, but you want to name a couple of stars that you could uh, relate to for our audience? Well, I went through a lot of eras with a lot of different stars. But, <laughs> you know, I I mentioned Elvis, I mentioned Frank Sinatra, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., um, you know, lots of bands, Jimi Hendrix. and, and Wasn't Jimmy, Jimmy amazing? Huh? Jimmy was amazing. He was just. I know. I love. I love Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. I, most. I spend most of my time playing Jimi Hendrix records and Led Zeppelin. I don't know. That's. I'm so into that music still. Um, but, but yeah, I, it kind of crossed a lot of decades: the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. When you've been around as long as I have, you know, uh-huh. uh, you, you finally hit them all. But yes, there are a lot of a uh, lot of celebrities. I don't know if it's just called name dropping or whatever, but. I had to talk about my life, and so I um, kind of had to put those people in there. Otherwise, I don't know what the heck I'd talk about. Well, you had a lot to talk about. You talked about a lot, as you talked about, a lot of the bands that you were a real groupie growing yeah. up and, and 
kind of getting on the road to follow a book. I don't want to give away too much of the book, obviously, because there's some <laughs> fascinating things in the book. But uh, uh, don't, don't tell everybody could, how it ends. I die in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's I was crying, crying last night, just crying like crazy. But such uh, a beautiful us, corpse. <laughs> yeah, Aww. exactly. You know, actually, actually talking about that, there, there's a story about, and I know you were very dear friends with Vincent Price, and I was a huge fan of Vincent Price. And um, there was a story, tell me if this is true, about him talking to Bela Lugosi when Bela Lugosi died. Do you know that story? I do not know that story. I think, you know, I actually think I have heard about that from someone. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Do you know? Well, I I was told supposedly it was true that at the funeral for Bela Lugosi, who played, of course, Dracula in the movies, that Vincent Price walked over to the co coffin and said, Bella, you better not be putting me on. <laughs> you know, so, so I don't know if it's true or not. It's a great story. Yeah. Well, he, he had the Vincent Price had the funniest sense of humor of anybody I'd ever met. So that does sound like something he might do. And I heard that um, Joan Rivers slept with his ashes under her bed. Did you huh. know about that too? What? <laughs> That's the story. It was in one of her books that Good she had Lord. it in a in a Louis Vuitton briefcase under her bed. Wow. Okay. So Vincent uh, had long arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, I guess so. Now, I heard a story that uh, one of the letters that Vincent and I used to write little notes back and forth to each other. I have a huge stack of Christmas cards and little notes that he sent me. And I heard one of them is in the Smithsonian. So I, I'm not sure about that, but uh, somebody told me that. So we'll see. I hope so. Well, we'll have to find out. I'll find that out for you. That, that We can yeah, do that. Awesome. That's true. <laughs> Now, you, you you got your big break. It's funny, which is when I started in radio, you and I were in the same facility, although I don't think I knew you in the day, but I worked at KHJ Radio. So tell us about getting the, how did Elvira start? And it was with KHJ. Yeah, KHJ. I lived, I lived just a few blocks from there, too. Um, so it kind of came full circle here. But um, yeah, I, I was just an actress in Hollywood looking for you know, going on auditions, trying to get a job. I had been with the Groundlings uh, comedy improv group for the previous four and a half years. So I went on the audition. I talk about it in a lot of detail in the book, but um, I, I think due mostly to my uh, comedy, you know, uh, that, that I was interested in comedy and doing comedy. I, I believe that's why I got the part because they were going in a pretty dry direction. I mean, the script was very, hello, darling, come in, ask some blood, that kind of thing, you know? And I kind of spiced it up with a few jokes. And uh, lo and behold, I guess they liked that take, you know? So- um, But that became, that became your, that became you. You took the common and made it special. You put the humor where there wasn't humor before. And your cockiness, so to speak, um, <laughs> was what made you special in what you did. Well, thank you. I, I often tell people that that the Elvira is made up of three things, spooky, sexy, funny. And if you take one of those elements away, it's not Elvira. And, and I don't know that there's another character out there, I'm blowing my own horn here, but that combines those three things. There's lots of sexy characters, lots of spooky ones, and lots of funny people, but I don't know that there's one who combines those 
three. Yeah, oh, and well. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, you, I know people always wonder, how long does it take you to get into makeup and costume? Oh, well, it used to take an hour and a half. It's taking me longer these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's taking me about two hours. And that's not including drinking a bottle of Jack before I do it. <laughs> you could still do house. that. Good for you. <laughs> I still do it. I just did it last week for the Goldbergs. I'm on an episode of the Goldbergs. Yeah. Uh, we, so Wednesday before uh, Halloween. Yeah. Oh, uh, that gosh. was great. I had the pleasure of just before the pandemic, I guess you did your last show at Knott's Berry Farm. And I had the pleasure of seeing your last show out there. And oh. uh, you, you put on an, an incredible stage show. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, and that's why I unfortunately kind of wrapped up my uh, live performance uh, days, you know, because, oh, man, it was kicking my butt. I, I tell you, driving out to Knott's, you know, every night during October and ending up getting home and getting to bed at four in the morning and then getting up and going back and doing it again. Ah, uh, I just, you know, I ran out of steam too hard. Yeah, I bet. Can you tell? So, can you tell us some of your favorite stories from the book? I don't want to give away too much away because it's a great book, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. There's no way she can give away everything. That book is just packed. Well, that's true. That would take me about I don't know how many hours. Well, I read the audio. Audio version. You did the audio version. I couldn't believe you do that as an author. I mean, that's a hard thing to do, and I got to give you props for that. Thank really, you. that it was hard. I think if I knew how hard it was beforehand, I don't know. I if I do yeah. it, boy, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Oh, and I have, and I have to give you one last that. compliment before you know Mark hits me over the head. Your <laughs> book was the best juicy, gossipy book that I have read since I read a vintage book by Hedda Hopper, which oh, was wow. damn good. That was a damn good book. I found an antique bookstore. And yours wow. really was the only one that came up to that. And that woman could write. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, thank you. That is such a nice compliment. Um, yeah, and I'm proud to say I wrote this on my own. No ghostwriter, no nobody helping, no nothing. So good for uh, you. It was a lot of work. I didn't know what I was getting myself into before that. You know, before you know it, it. it's called a nonfiction book, but it, everything you say in there can't possibly be true. I mean, the it life you have. It is true. <laughs> it's I mean, scary. Uh, some of the stories that the people haven't even, you know, I mean, I've been doing interviews nonstop morning till night every single day since the book came out. And some of the stories that people have not even brought up because I guess they seem normal compared to the other stories are things things like me living in a tree for a year on Hollywood Boulevard. You know, I lived in a tree and that nobody even brings it up. It's like, Oh yeah, everybody must live in a tree, I guess. I don't know. So bizarre. So Um, what was it like living in the tree? It was, uh, it was hard. You know, I had to go on interviews every day for, you know, auditions. So I'd have my tight little skirt on and my high heels and have to climb, you know, go through this little trap door and climb down a rope ladder. I mean, I, you know, I, and it got to the point after a year, I told my boyfriend who thought he was Tarzan. Uh, I oh, told God. him there's, you know, this me Tarzan, you Jane thing is not working out for me. And either we moved to a normal house or, or I got, I <laughs> so we finally moved into an apartment, which was great. Uh, so you, so the tree, tell us some other, some of the other really cool stories, like talk a little bit, you talked a little bit about Elvis. What was the, yes. Uh, what was your story with Elvis? 
Yeah, I, I, um, you know, it's, uh, it is not a, a smarmy story. It's a very, very sweet story. He was super kind to me, grace, gracious, and just absolutely adorable. Couldn't have been better. But I had been a fan of his since I was born. My, my parents were big Elvis fans. And um, so meeting him was a big, big deal. And then when I got to spend an evening with him, um, well, uh-huh, well, uh-huh. Talking. I mean, okay, there was a little kissing, but remember, everybody, okay, 17 years old. That's called underage. And anyway, his managers and all of his people were around all the time, but he and I talked and talked and talked for a whole night and um, played the piano together. And he told me I should get the heck out of Vegas. There was no place for a young girl to be. And at the time, I was uh, 17 years old and I was the youngest showgirl in Las Vegas. So if it hadn't been for Elvis coming me along and giving me that advice, I would now be the oldest showgirl in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh God! Wow. I really would. Um, and is it so is it, it true? Changed my life. Well, now is it true that you were well, you were a showgirl? So you were you were young. You said you're 17, but you weren't really allowed in the casino because you were so young. Yeah, I know it was so bizarre. I was allowed to prance around on stage in my skivvies, um, you know, topless. <laughs> But I was not allowed to drink or allowed to go through the casino. So I had to come in the back door and do my shows every night. All the other girls could go out in, in the restaurant and eat on the break or, you know, have a drink in the lounge. Not Hasn't any. the world changed, Elvira? I mean, when you think about it, it's just like what was all those times. I, I, I realized Elvis was fun and kind and the whole thing. And, and Frank Sinatra, I'm sure, was kind as well. But no, what went on back in those oh, days... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up. He was not kind? No, no. He was horrible. Oh. oh wow. When, when I saw him, you'll he was so drunk. You'll have to read it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. read it. I can't wait to get to that part. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I mean, gotten to that I, part either. I'm saying he was not kind to me. Maybe he, okay. he, may, he may have been kind to other people. I've read a lot, quite a lot about him. I know that he was not kind to a lot of people, and I was one of them. So, um, but I did get my Whoa. revenge on him. I later, uh, he later came into a restaurant I was working at as a hat check uh, girl, and he came Ooh. in, checked his hat with me, and while he was dining, I spit in his hat. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> revenge is better than Christmas. That's what I always say. I oh, like it. God. <laughs> now, I, I have to tell you, uh, Cassandra, I've told you the story before. My wife was in Vegas and she went over and played your slot machine. And yeah, she, yeah and she won like $50 and she was so excited. She called me and said, Oh, you know, look what I just did. And then I called you and you said, Oh, yeah, you'd won a lot more on your own slot machine. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. I never, ever win any money on slot machines. And I played my own s- slot machine. And I think. I think I won $150. I couldn't believe it. I was in shock because I never win slot machines at slot machines. So, yeah, my um, Elvira was very, very good to me. She still is. So what? where are you going from here? You know, you've written the book, and now what's next? Well, I'm already working on uh, getting a documentary together, work, uh, uh, meeting with a lot of people uh, regarding that. So it would be basically a documentary of my life uh, with – you know, using this book kind of as the blueprint for it. Oh, you've got the template right there. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. Exactly. It'll write itself. Don't pay those writers too much. You've done too much work, lady. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Um, and then I uh, am also talking to people about a, like a um, oh, six-part miniseries or a series or a, bio, a biopic. Um, 
so you know of my life which somebody else would play me i'm i'm rooting for dolly parton to play the part oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go now have you ever met dolly I have not, and I just love she her. Is, she is the fan. sweetest, kindest human being, and uh, she offered to let me try on her, her wigs. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, wow. she was amazing. Dolly, Dolly and I should get together and swap wigs. That would be awesome. Can you imagine? Well, let's get this going on Twitter. You let me know when we want to start getting this going on Twitter, and we'll get Dolly to jump in, maybe a charity event or something. Oh, anytime. I've I've bought her albums since the very first one she came out with, I think. And I've always been a huge fan. And I'm not a big country. Uh, yeah, me either. Fan, yeah. But Dolly is different. She's such a crossover artist, you know, to me. Yep. And, yeah, she, and she, she's wonderful. Wait, now back up for a second. What do you mean a wig? That's not your actual hair? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, this is actually my this is my real hair. The wig is underneath my real hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah, I still I have my Elvira wig. That's the only thing that's on a wig stand in my closet. Oh, but, you're supposed uh, to be wearing that this month. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I've, I've been Elvira for so many years. It was the makeup that that really fascinated me to duplicate your eye makeup. It's genius. I studied it and studied it. Thank you. It's tricky to do. I mean, that's what takes me about three quarters of the time to, yep. when I get, you know, uh, when I have to put on my makeup, that eye makeup is brutal. Is there it's any fun. duct tape involved in, in what you costume? There not. There is no tape, no nails, no staples of any kind. Um, it's just my fantastic push-up bra that I, I found years and years ago at a really <laughs> sincere store. On Santa Monica Boulevard, do you know who Lily Sincere is, you guys? Duh. <laughs> yeah, giant famous stripper from the past. Yes. And I, I found that bra in her store, and then um, her store closed down not long after that, and we were able to get a hold of them and go to the warehouse where she had <gasps> the blog made, and I bought every single one from that warehouse. So I have boxes and boxes and boxes of those bras. Um not in my size. I bought them in <clears throat> in every size just to have them. So and ha did you have some altered also, or this or is that going to be part of the big heritage auction Elvira memorabilia? <laughs> yeah, no, I have pretty much used up every one of those bras. I'm not kidding. I've used them, even the ones that didn't fit me. I did have altered to to yep. fit. So yeah, they're they're pretty much down to the uh, to nothing, but. There are some interesting items in that uh, upcoming uh, auction that I have with uh, that'll be in December with Julian. Tell us a little about yeah, it. Let us have the scoop. Oh my gosh! There, one of my original dresses is in there. Um, my high school diploma. <laughs> I know nobody will believe that I actually graduated high school, but I did. And uh, oh my gosh, what else do I have in there? All kinds of costumes from my movies, from Mistress of the Dark, and from. Haunted Hills, um, tons of memorabilia. I just, I have so many storage units. I mean, that I should be on hoarders. <laughs> yeah, and I just have, I just like, I have to get rid of this. The amount of money I'm paying for storage is never going to equal, you know, the amount of money that this stuff is worth. I mean, it's going to surpass it if it's going to happen. Uh, that's really, hey, you know, also, I, I just saw this today. They made a Vespa in your yes. name image tell us about yes. that 
Yeah, it came out yesterday. It was announced yesterday. It's a it's a Vespa that is has all the little custom features of my um, 1959, um, uh, what do you call it, T-Bird <laughs> that I call. Yeah, which is a beautiful car. Yeah, thank you. And it's got it's got all these little custom features like a leopard, you know, fake of course, fake leopard seats, uh, the chrome on the side, spiderweb chrome. The spiderweb, um, stunning. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. And I mean, all kinds of little touches. It's really, really cool. And they're just doing uh, 40 of them for my 40th anniversary. So they're uh, going to be a, a pretty hot item, I have a feeling. Do you ride Vespas? Well, I mean, do you still ride Vespas? Is this the way you get around not. town? I do not. My manager, <laughs> my manager and his girlfriend ride all over town on Vespas. But my motorcycle riding days are over, I got to tell you. Uh, yeah, I would bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have, such, you have such great memorabilia. I have some of your Elvira statues. You sent me a comic book, which is so cool. Talk to us just briefly about the comic book series. Yeah, it's really going great. The Dynamite uh, comic book series, which is now my fourth one. I did Claypool, Marvel, and DC comics in the past. And now I'm with Dynamite, and they have just been cranking out the most awesome, awesome. Um, New comic books. I mean, the writer, uh, David Avalona, is just amazing. And he really gets Elvira's voice. And they run everything by me, of course. And I change it, make little tweaks. And and I okay the storylines and all. That's actually uh, what I'm doing today. Okaying the next the next um, comic book. And it's me and Vincent Price, Elvira and yeah. Vincent Ooh. Price. And they go on different, different uh, papers together. So it's and for those... Really for those of you who would like one of the 40 limited edition Vespas signed by Elvira, you get a copy of her book and the whole thing. But there are only 40 of them, and they are approximately $11,000, not including tax license and white wall tire. Oh, it comes with white wall tires. Excuse me. And yeah, it's the only Vespa ever with white wall tires. How do you like that? And the, you can find it on the VLA Vespa Los Angeles shop website if you want to get one. Uh -huh. And we, we can't let you go. Uh, we cannot let you go. And, and I know one of your favorite movies, uh, horror movies of all time, was the same as mine, which was House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. What was your all-time favorite horror film? Oh, my God. That's so hard to say because there are just so many, and there's so many good ones. Um, I didn't know you were, were into that movie, too. Oh, God, I love that movie. I thought it was one of the great movies of all time. Elijah Cook at the end was chilling. Yeah, oh my up. God, Elijah Cook. Oh, that yeah. guy. He's, every time he's in a movie, he plays a drunk. I start. I start <laughs> yeah, he did, up. didn't he? Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's typecasting. I don't know. But um, I just saw it again because I just hosted it on Shudder. I did a special yes. anniversary on Shudder, which you can still stream. And that was one of the movies that, that I got to host. I never had gotten to host that one. So I was thrilled to do that. Um, oh yeah. God, my favorite all-time horror movie. That is so hard to say. You know, I th I think maybe that I'll say the scariest moment I ever had seeing a horror movie was when I went to see The Exorcist with Linda Blair. And oh I, God, wow! Yeah, I sat next to her, and I had to leave like halfway through. I really did. It's the first time I think I ever got up and left a horror movie. But sitting next to Linda, and it was the director's cut. I remember she was coming down the stairway, like in that crab, that upside down. The crab, crab thing. Oh, my God. That's ah. what freaked me out, too. Oh, my ah. God. That was so horrible. Ah. Yeah. 
And I look next to me and see Linda and I'm going, I got to go. I just was out of there. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. So if people, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying that I think the exorcist was just such a great film. And I mean, there's been many, many good ones since and before, but that one just stands out to me as the scariest. It scared me so much. I have a poster of the anniversary, the director's cut edition when it came out. And I had it signed by William Peter Blatty oh. and the other guy, everybody. And hey, that's part of my memorabilia. Yeah, <laughs> throw yeah. it into no, your auction. auction. <laughs> so where where can, are you going to be making any appearances the, where people can see you? Um, we've got a possibility of doing a few more book signings. Unfortunately, most of them have been virtual um, well, but if you, go, if you go to Elvira.com or you go on any social media and look up at the real Elvira, um, you'll find out the appearances that are coming up. I think we're going to do another book signing here in LA. The one I just did was really, really, uh, a lot of people came and it was sold Not out bad. right away. So hopefully we can do another one around town here soon. Um, and I may be going back to New York City for a second time to do to do another signing there too. But just pull out I, that old Lily Saint Seer and keep going. Yeah, that's that's it, girl. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much, one, for sharing the time and the story. The book is fantastic. It was on the New York Times bestsellers list. Uh, it's so she's great... number one on Amazon. Oh, there you go. Okay, number, yeah. number one in comedy. And number two on the LA Times bestseller list. So I'm pretty darn happy. It's yep. a great book. Uh, thank you. And you were so sweet to acknowledge me in the book. I'm very excited and proud to say uh, that you mentioned me in it. So it was not any of those other stories we can't talk about on the air, right? That's not yeah, in the well, book. Well, you haven't gotten to some of the parts about you in the book. You'll see. Yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only reason I'm reading the book. So yeah, I, I, would, I would warn your wife right now. Okay, I will tell her. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. The book is uh, Yours Cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark. Uh, and thank you so much, as always. Uh, we love you for being with us. And uh, Thank you again. Yeah. We really appreciate it. You've been with us so many times, and we love you. You're so thank glad to you, see Martha you. And Mark, you guys are so sweet to do this and give me all those uh, plugs. That's fantastic. Thank you. And I'll be doing Anytime. a lot on Twitter. I'll be talking about your Vespa and your appearances. So keep me posted. I'll help you out any way I can. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope you both uh, enjoyed the book and, and you uh, bet. tell your friends about it. Absolutely. Okay. Be well. Happy Thanks. Halloween. Uh, thank Happy you. Halloween. You thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, well, that was great. I'd uh, love to have her with us. Uh, so grateful. She's such a sweet, absolute, one of the nicest people on the planet. Absolutely a real sweetheart. Uh, and I think what, Marsha, I think that probably just about wraps the show up for us. Uh, that does, because what else can we do after Elvira? Now I have yeah. to start looking up Lily St. Cyr bras, and I have to look up Vincent Price at the Smithsonian for Elvira, so we can get that all straightened yeah. out. Yeah, I was... <laughs> Big fan of uh, Vincent Price. So in any case, well, as always, we thank you for joining us. Uh, delighted to be spending art. I hope you enjoyed uh, the Elvira interview because she's a sweetheart. Buy her book. And uh, please be safe and don't drink and drive. We want you back with us. And we want to see you. We'll have lots of fun every week. We're going to be doing some new and exciting things to spice up the show with Elvira. We better kick it off. So thank you so much for listening. Be good, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 
You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.